Let's see what we got. A new series coming this this uh, morning. It's going to last about three weeks. Actually, I'm going to lay the groundwork today just a little bit. It's an important message, but next week is really an exciting passage of Scripture. It'll be one that you may not have. You've read it, but you probably read over it. It's in the Old Testament. You, it probably won't even stick out. It'll be like, what? It is crazy. It is crazy. You're going to love it next week, flat out. We're talking about something called inside job. Say that with me. Inside job dealing with inner conflict that's my title i titled it another series years ago inside job almost 13 14 years ago when i talked about dealing with church hurt most churches hurt themselves from the inside it's not the outside that tears the church up it's the inside the people on the inside screw it up did you hear me and i've given a whole series out of the book of first corinthians on that but I was talking to Roger. I said, Roger, I want to call this series, I want to go back and use that same title for the sermon series, Inside Job. Guys, we've got stuff on the inside of us that needs work. We've got some mess. We've got past. We've got things that are hurting us. I still have hurt. I still have hurt from the murder of my mom, from being married 28 years to being left. That hurt me. It killed me. And I couldn't fix it. I wanted, I, how can I fix stuff I can't fix? But I tried. There's a lot of hurt that's still inside of us. Things that have happened to us that we've never told anybody. That you've got locked inside of you. Now you might say, Clark, why are you talking about this? Well, a few weeks ago I gave a message called, God says, I've got this. And the message was on uncontrollables. How many remember? Amen. Had a big response to that message. And I got letters. And one of the letters I got was the reason for me doing this series today. Amen. New series dealing with inside mess. Amen. And I'm speaking as one of experience today. Do I have all the answers? Nah, Gary don't. But at least I can relate to you. If you have some mess in your life and hurt in your life, you won't be able to look in my eyes and go, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't understand. I'm going to look at you and go, bull. You hear me? Yes or no? Excuse making is not going to fix us, guys, or one-upping somebody. I got more pain than you got, okay? What I'm trying to say is this is necessary. It's a good thing, and uh, I think you're going to have some, some good success if you'll hang in here with me. Let's go with it. Here we go. Inside job. Title of my message today, here it is, Shake Off the Snake. Say that with me. Shake off the... Now, come on and help me. Shake off the... How many have ever been snake bit? Don't lie. You've been bit by a snake. Let me see your hands. You see my hand is up because I've been bit by a snake. You don't believe me. Before I married Kim, I was over at her house being the good guy that good guys are. And I'm doing a little painting and fixing at her place she was renting. And then I go to wash out the brush, paintbrush. I'm painting. I wash them out. I ain't going to wash them out in her yard. I'm going over there in them woods next door. And I drag that hose over there, and I squirt it on that brush. How many do that? You do that on the neighbor's yard. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so that's what it did. So I'm squirting off that. I know I'm horrible. I'm horrible. But anyway, I've spread off that paintbrush up against a palm tree, and just grown-up palmetto mass. And I felt something bite my leg or hit my leg or something. I'm doing this. I'm not thinking much about it. 
I go back into the house, put the brush up, and I'm looking at two, two bites on my leg and blood dripping down. Was that like a cough of like, tell the truth, Gary? So anyway, I look at my leg and it's starting to get red. And I knew I was snake bit. My staff is convinced it was a palm frond. But I was snake bit. I'm sure of it. My leg, I look at it. Then I start panicking. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so I call Elise. She said, Dad, you got to get to the hospital. But I thought, I'll go by Doc Casanova's office because he's my friend. So I go to the office. It's after, it's after hours, about 530. I bang on, bang on the door. Please have this snake bit. And trust me, I'm like this. Hell, help me, Jesus. You know? And so anyway... Doc opens up the door. They bring me in. He looks at it. He ain't sure if it's a snake bite. I'm sure it's a snake bite. He starts telling about spiders that he had to deal with in Mexico. I'm like, I could care less about Mexico. I'm dying here. So he gave me a little medicine. I go home. I was healed. So they don't believe. Because I didn't die, they don't think I was bit by a snake. I'm convinced I got bit by a rattlesnake. I know it. I know it. That has nothing to do with the message, okay? But it's a great story. It's a great story about how a man loves a woman, okay? And will do anything. Here we go. Let's go to the message. Shake off the snake. Guys, we've got something that is killing us. And something has bitten many of us. And we're hurting. Let's talk about it. Amen? Some of my favorite scriptures. I am the door. Jesus speaking. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be what? Saved. And he shall go in and out, and he can find pasture. A a verse that's very special to me, it's an oft-quoted verse. It's often misunderstood, too, by a lot of TV preachers. Say it with me. The thief comes not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. Jesus speaking, I am come that they may have life. And that they may have it more abundantly or to the full. Okay? And that's that's the gist of our thought in this series. Satan comes to steal, to kill, and destroy you and me. Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and that you might have it to the full. First, doesn't mean you're going to get you a new house. Doesn't mean if you give to your favorite TV preacher, you're going to double your money. You hear me, yes or no? That's not what Jesus came for. He came to give you a fighting chance to defeat the devil. Do you hear me? Yes or no? To give you life because you're on an earth, a planet here that's screwed up. And you're going to have to have you some help. And he said, I came to give you that kind of life. Amen. Life to the full. You can have an incredible life no matter what's happened to you. Amen. He says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But he that's a hireling and not the shepherd, who's on the sheep or not, he'll see the wolf coming. He'll leave the sheep. He flees. The wolf catches him and scatters the sheep. The hireling flees because he's a hireling. And he doesn't care for the sheep at all. I, say it with me, am the what? The good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And I'm known of mine. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. Last part, say it with me. And I lay down my life. For the sheep. Jesus loves you. He cares for you. There's a battle going on. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to lay down the groundwork today for this series. Let's keep pushing me, Raj. 
So in this message a few weeks ago, August 5th, 2018, I preached this message on uncontrollables. Satan goes about as a roaring lion. And as I was thinking and studying, just thinking about my own life, Satan goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may what? And I came up with this thought that Satan goes around my head. He walks around in my mind. Trying to eat my lunch and cause me all kinds of trouble with things that I can't control. Did you hear me or not? Battles that I have that I can't control, things I can't fix, he's absolutely there trying to destroy me. Amen. Well, so I gave the message, we talked about it, and then this happened. And that's why I'm doing this series today. Here we go. I got a long letter from a dear sweet lady that I love. She called me years ago. I met her in another totally totally different situation where she was facing incredible uh, pain and struggle. And uh, so that was how we started. And for many, many years I've known her now. And so she heard me preach this message a few weeks ago. I think she was at home watching it online. And it touched her. Must have touched her. Five-page letter, yes or no, amen. And so I had her come in, see me. I talked with her for a couple hours, maybe, at least an hour. And uh, she said, you use this letter if it will help somebody. I said, I believe it will. Amen? So here we go. Not all the letter, but just a part of it. On Sunday, August 5th, 2018, Pastor Gary, you shared a segment of Kim's and your journey with the people you love and that love you. She's talking about you guys. It was not a sermon. It was communicating. It was relating to others. You creeped through the crack in my armor with that point that I made. I know all that. You see, in the early fall of 1954, I found this box with a snug-fitting lid It was the perfect size to secure a secret, never to be opened. I was 13 years old, just a little girl. I had four siblings, one brother, three sisters, with me being the youngest. I was protected with high expectations in all aspects of growing up, plus a solid foundation of the Bible and the love and belief in God. I was taught about love and being loved, tenderness and respect to others. To harm someone did not exist in my world before I was introduced into reality. The price of the violation, 50 cents. In that box... I placed a 19th edition of an Ice Capades program that cost him 50 cents. Memories of the violation that was stolen, taken without consent, not to mention my childhood and my innocence, in a few uncontrollable seconds. 
it was over. Welcome to the real world. You get out of that situation as quickly as you know how, but it doesn't matter now. What was lost is so final. There aren't words to explain or express the loss and drama of that violation. There's no category to put it under that makes any sense. It's so final, you can't go back. It's like death. As I've read later in a healing book, no one is ever rich enough or smart enough to buy back your past, period. The real world, lack of knowledge and strength. Yes, sometimes experience and knowledge are not always a welcoming experience on your journey. However, these situations bring about the fast, fastest, most expensive education with few words spoken. The fellow was 18 years of age, a basketball player, a big guy, just graduated from high school, going to college. He came from a respected business family. I liked and trusted that guy. I knew from the same church. Growing up together in Bible study classes in the church basement. He did all the right things. He asked my father if he could take me to the ice capades performing in Pittsburgh, about 36 miles away. That's how I got there. I'd never been to a live show, never. Never had gone anyplace without my family. I was 13. I was excited. I couldn't believe it. I've been silent all of these years about the secret in the box. But I told someone today, she told me, do you know how that makes me feel as a pastor to know that my life isn't over, to know that I can still touch people, that I can still help people? You know that I matter, that I still have value in this town called Inglewood. Y'all hear me or not? She blessed me. You know, I think about what happened that night, she says, in 1954, 64 years ago. Never sharing the incident with anyone ever. Always insecure as to how it would be judged. I didn't want pity. I didn't want accused when having a viewpoint or shown, shown emotions that my comments or reactions would be associated with. At that time, the lid was closed. I knew what was in the box. I felt I could handle it, but could others? This is my thank you letter to you from me. Do with it what you like. If you think my journey would benefit some poor soul to understand that we all are slaves to ourselves and would want to start down the survival path of healing, that's a good thing. Maybe this is why I'm here. Love is a wonderful thing. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for her sweet letter. Amen. Come on. Amen. So, what's inside your box? Amen. Not all of us are the same. 
Thank God not all of us had the experience that she's had, correct? Amen? Thank you, Lord. Many have. I had someone yesterday, a man, who's way up in years, came and told me that he was raped as a young boy. Now, that's not necessarily all we're talking about in this series. Y'all got it, yes or no? Oh, what's in your box that you could work on? That you could say, the thief came and stole and he killed and tried to destroy me. But Jesus, you've come that I might have life. And a good life. And life to the full. Just as a testimony to people in the audience today or people watching online. How many would say, Pastor Gary, I mean, either somebody... Something Satan used to destroy my life. But thanks be to God, to Jesus Christ. I am here today, and God has been good to me. And he has given me a good life. He has helped me. Can I see some testimonies to the Lord? Can we praise him for that, church? Come on. This is the truth. Come on. Come on. Amen. That being said, here we go. I'm going to rock and roll now. Here we go. Jesus is my good shepherd. He wants the very best for me. That's not the will of God. What happened to that woman? That's evil. Evil. That's the devil. Amen. Jesus wants the very best for me. You must believe that. But there is a problem. There is a problem. We read about it already. I have an enemy. Say that with me. I have a what? An enemy. People that don't believe in the devil, I don't know what planet they're living on or what they're smoking. Y'all listen to me or what? This is an evil world with evil everywhere. Amen. And a lot of us have been bitten by it. Okay, we've had, our, we've had our struggles. But we have an enemy. And sitting by ain't going to cut it. If you're going to deal with the inside of you, you've got to know this. And there's Scripture to help you. And we're going to start today. Finally, brethren, Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord. This takes strength to fight back. And the power of His might. Put on the what? Whole armor of God that you might be able to do what? Stand against the what? Wiles of who? The devil. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, people. But we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. So, we have an enemy. This inside job, dealing with inner conflict, things that's happened, things that, uh, like for me, dogged me for years that I wouldn't tell people. Struggle inside my family, trying to hold things together, trying to keep it together. It's hard keeping mess together. How many would have related with me on that? Say, it's hard to keep this thing together. But you work anyway, right? And it'll kill you, and it'll make you want to kill yourself. It's tough. So there's a battle. Say it with me. And it's inside of who? Come on, church. There's a battle, and it's inside of who? Help me now. Come on. So, let's just walk it through. We all have a battle we must fight. All of us have a battle we must fight. You might say, I'm good. A lot of times we say that because we don't want to deal with stuff. Or you might be good, awesome. But listen today, would you? Don't shut me off and cut me off. Guys, we're different. All of us are different. We're all different, but we all have the same what? We all have the same goal. What is that goal? Say it with me loud. To stand against the what? 
But let's get a little louder for me. We all have the same goal. It's to do what? To stand against the wiles of the devil. I'm going to tell you right now, you are not going to defeat the devil. Standing in the wild of the devil. You better get on the balls of your feet. When I played ball years ago, didn't matter. We taught it, man. You lift your heels up, especially when you're playing baseball. You get ready. That ball's coming to me. You hear me? And this crap is coming your way. Satan is alive and well on planet Earth. Stand against the wiles, the Bible said, of the devil. What's that word mean? It's it's an odd word. It literally means strategy or plan of attack. Satan has a strategy against you. He has a strategy against Gary Clark. I love my mother more than anything in the world. Matter of fact, my mother's pastor's wife's brother is here today. Wave at me. From Rockingham. Yeah, from Michigan and Rockingham. Yay! Amen. I love my mama more than anything. Satan couldn't have hit me harder than taking my mama. Some man shot my mother six times. Killed me. You hear me or not say? Thank God mama was saved. And mama's there today in heaven. She's cheering me on every Sunday morning. See, that's the life God can give you like he's given me. Instead of being destroyed by that, it became something that gave me fire. I live for two people now. Whether you like me saying that or not, I live for two people now. Me and my mama. I've been doing it for years. People, people say, I, you know, what was your mother like? I'd like to meet your mother. Well, you met, your, you met my mother when you met me. She talked like this. She'd do her head like that. She would hum. She was a worker. She wasn't afraid of getting dirty. The plants for years around that church, buddy. My mother planted them. Didn't mind having a sweatband on. She called a sweatband a sweat rag. Didn't mind picking up stuff by the road. How many know I do that? You come to my house, you'll see the dining table. i got an, another home now. We, we've moved. You'll eat at a table that I didn't give a dime for. You sit with me at dinner, you'll set your fanny in a chair that didn't cost me one red cent. The TV sitting on a table didn't. I, somebody gave it to me. Good. Amen. They tell me they don't want it. Hey, I might take it. Amen. Or I'll find somebody that can. How about that? Amen. You know? So what I'm saying is God can take a tragedy in our life. And he can give us life beyond that tragedy. Yes or no? Amen. Okay, so I get a little sideways here, but we're talking. To stand and fight effectively and victorious, victoriously, I must identify the who? The enemy. The enemy. The enemy. For me to live life with purpose and experience my full potential, for me to live this way, I must deal with inner what? With inner conflict. Guys, I mean, pain can come your way. Many of you have had it. You're dealing with some struggle in your life. But the beautiful thing is is God can lift you above that crazy mess you've gone through. You can have a better life than you've ever had. Isn't that crazy? How many thought before, because of your struggle, because of loss in your life, you thought your life was over? Let me see. My life's over. How many would say right now, be honest, I was wrong. My life wasn't over. Let me see something. I was wrong. My life wasn't over. You see that? God can help you. He wants to help. He wants to give you life to the full. And in the process, He gives you an incredible testimony. Amen? 
And you can talk to people with their, their pain. You can relate. You went through that. I never thought you went through that. Yeah, but let me tell you how Jesus helped me. Amen. So we've got to deal with this stuff. Now, here's a, a couple of points today, and we're going to be done. We're going to be, we've got to deal with the enemy. We've got to deal with this inner conflict. And next week, we're going to really, whoo, it's going to be fun next week. Okay? But first of all, let's lay some groundwork. Say that with me. I must believe there's an enemy who's at war on the inside of me. That's why I don't want y'all to ever put me on a pedestal here. Oh, Pastor Gary, I laugh. I laugh when people do that. Ha! Because if you knew the battles I face inside. Fellas, you think you've had bad thoughts? You'll jump up in my head. Say, amen. I'm telling you, there's a battle going on inside of every one of us. You think the devil's proud of you? He like, I leave him alone because, see, he's so sold out for Jesus. I don't think that's how it works, does it? If you don't have a battle with the devil, you might not be doing nothing for God. Excuse me. Amen? So, you've got to believe it. Being ignorant's not going to cut it in this fight at all. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are what? We're what? Ignorant of his what? Devices. Jesus said it. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Don't be ignorant about the devil. Number two, say that with me. I must realize I don't have what? Did you know Jesus is right now at the right hand of God the Father where he ever lives to make intercession? Did you know Jesus isn't on planet earth? We have his spirit, yes or no? God the Holy Spirit indwelling his people, absolutely. Amen. And there, the God, God is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three in one. Hard to understand. I get that. But the bottom line is, this world is the devil's world. This is a fallen planet. And that's why when bad things happen, God always gets the blame, don't he? People forget he was cast down and he's been wreaking havoc ever since. That's the world you live in. That's where, you're, that's where you're fighting. We had a ball game the other night way down south of Naples. I thought I was in Miami almost with the ball team. Unbelievable. I was wore out before I got there. And uh, we lost that game. We were ahead at half. We were down one at the end of the third quarter. We lost by two touchdowns. We didn't have our home field. That could have made the difference in that game. We lost energy. And that home field, that crowd can give you that energy. You understand? And we lost that game, in my opinion, because of that. Right now, you, know, you don't have home field advantage down here. That's why you need us. You need the church of the living God. Amen. Yes or no? How many leave here on a Sunday you feel like your batteries are getting charged up a little bit? You feel it better? Yeah, come on. Amen. It's the first day of the week, man. I need this. And we need each other, right? This ain't home field advantage down here. And being unprepared is not going to cut it in your fight against the devil. Satan's the god of this world, and I'm fighting on enemy soil down here. Amen. That's why this, these bad things happen to us in our life. I hate it, though. The world I live in is the what? It's the what? Domain of the devil. Well, I can't believe he did that. Why not? He's full of the devil. Yes or no? 
Why can't we believe these? I can't believe, I can't believe what's going on in Washington. Have you seen some of these crazy people? Yes or no? Yeah, I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. Amen. I'm just saying. This, we're going to have to fight down here. If you took Christians in the church of the living God out of, out of America, God help America. You hear me? You are making a difference, and don't you ever forget it. Amen. You keep up the good fight. It's a, it's a fight worth fighting. I'll tell you that right now. Amen. Come on, man. So we got to believe there's an enemy. I don't fight on home field turf. Satan's a god of this world. And I have to remember that when I am attacked or when I'm struggling. Number three, I must realize the what. Say it with me, the what. There's a great conflict going on. It's going on inside of me. I remember one time I was going to quit Fellowship Church. Years ago. Y'all didn't know anything about it. But I'm at the house. I'm struggling. I was married. You know, my wife of 28 years. I don't know how. Many, many years ago. And it was a struggle. I don't know why. I'm just weak. I'm weak. I was weak. And I remember my daughter Elise. That little bathroom. I don't, y'all been to my house that was on the water that I don't have anymore? There was a little bathroom right there by the kitchen. Had a funny sink I'd built, an unusual sink in that little bathroom. I remember being in that bathroom, door open, you know, not going to the bathroom, and just, it's just part of the house. You walk right there, and I remember my daughter Elise screaming at me. Basic, I can't remember what she said other than, You better not quit! That girl right there that stands up here on most Sundays and sings. Do you hear me, yes or no? There's an intense battle, guys. Things that we deal with that we don't tell other people. But thank God I listened and somebody got through to me. Amen? Yes or no? I'm not Superman. Y'all know that? Yes or no? Yes or no? Okay? But I'm so glad that God put her in my life. Amen? And that that we can fight this thing. There's an intense battle going on. Being passive ain't going to what? It's not going to cut it in this battle we're facing. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in what? High places, man. The word wrestle in that verse, it speaks of great intensity. This is what our fight is. That's a fight of great intensity. The word means a firm grip, a pressing hand. That's what Satan wants to do is he comes to steal, kill, destroy, to get a firm grip on our life and a pressing hand on us. But Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life. And you might have it to the full. But a lot of times we think we're going to get it because we sing spiritual songs in the church. You're going to have to fight like crazy. If you're going to get, if you're going to deal with this crap. You hear me? Yes or no? Again, pardon my language. The enemy is straining with every ounce of strength using any tactical maneuver he can to pin me to the ground. But I got Jesus. I wear on my arm Jesus strong. You got it? Thank you, sweetie. You got me got them Jesus strongs on today. I love that out of you. And most of you that you got them on have had problems. Hey, they cost us a dollar. We give them to you for free. Amen? Say, you bought them anyway. Amen? They're the color of flesh. It's not for someone to see or brag on. This is for me. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. I have an enemy, the devil, an adversary. My enemy is not Inglewood. My enemy is not the people of Inglewood. My enemy is not the people of this church. Listen, that's my mission field. These are the people we need to reach and love on and care about. He's the enemy, the devil. Let me point this way. He's the enemy. Got it? Yes or no? How many remember that song? He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Amen. That's what you, you, you need to do that sometime. Just stomp in the house. Amen. Say, tell yourself that. Think like, I know you think I'm crazy. I care less. I was bit by a snake. Remember that? Anyway, so there's an enemy. There's a battle. The battle's against me. Inside job. Something's going on in me. A battle I must fight. The battle's fought inside of me. And this battle I'm fighting is not in heaven, baby. This battle is fought right here in enemy territory. Y'all think I'm crazy. I could care less. The battle is intense. Believing anything else is surrender. If you're cutting me off today, that Clark believes in the devil. He's crazy. That's all right. Go down your little smoke your stuff way, whatever. This is the real deal. You obviously don't have my job. And listen to the pain, the people, the struggles. How many in this room you ever talked to me, at, it, even if it was a small time, about some struggle in your life? Let me see some hands. A little bit of struggle in your life. Look at that. I'm so glad you talked to me. I'm so glad you talked to me. I'm glad you can talk to me. You hear me? There's some mess going on. Tough, tough stuff down here. The enemy's personality. I'm not going to read every scripture. Here, here's, here's who you're fighting. The devil. Look at this. He deceives. It's what he does. He kills the devil. Oh, no, I'm good. I can handle it. I don't need the Bible. I don't need it. I don't need church. I don't need you. Oh, yeah, you're, you're something special. He lies like a dog. He's a liar. You ever believe Joan lie? Let me see a hand. Believe Joan lie? You're no good. You ever said that about yourself? I can't make it. How many said I can't make it? There ain't no way I can make it out of there. You ever said stuff like that? You lie to yourself. Yes or no? Say how many ever said, God doesn't love me, he can't love me, how can God care for me and let this happen? Come on, who ever said that in the room? Come on, sure you have. Lie, lie, lie. He tempts you and me, tempts us. You don't have any love for the devil. One thing I don't do is apologize for cussing the devil. If you have a propensity to use foul words, use them on him. Did you hear me, yes or no? I'm not the best preacher, I know that, but I'm just saying... I'm just saying. He destroys, yes or no? Just look at our world. Look at the mess. Look at your own family. Some of you, look at it. Unbelievable. There's a battle. He accuses. He accuses. That's why I cannot stand gossips. At all. At all. If you're a gossip in this church, boy, are you out of place here. You hear me, yes or no? I can't stand that. You're like your father, the devil, when you do that. Amen or oh me? Man, I need somebody not to talk about me like a dog. I need somebody to try to encourage me and lift me out of the hole. Amen. Say, that's what we want to do for you here. Amen. Sometimes we don't. We fall prey. We have to catch ourselves. But when we do that, we need to say, man, that's of the devil right there. Amen. 
I'm a little sideways in this message, but I'm fine. He devours. He devours you and me. I think of that lady who wrote me that letter 64 years. How that impacted her life and changed her life. That's the devil. By the way, the devil, the devil wants you to go to hell. Do you hear me? And you don't have to do a thing to get there. We've all sinned, the Bible says. We're all condemned. We all know that. We've all screwed up somewhere along the way. Amen? And Satan doesn't want you to know that God loves you. He hates what we do here at Fellowship. Good! Amen. I don't want him to like me. I want, him, I want to be on his list. And I have been. I have been. If you stand for Jesus Christ, you're on his hit list. Amen. So how can we how can we go how can we get better from some of the crap that's inside of us and some of the struggles we've had? We're going to talk about that next week. Trying to lay the groundwork though that there is a problem. The enemy's hell bent on destroying my life, my purpose, and my happiness. Would you say that even though if that ain't the way you talk? The enemy is what? Hell bent on destroying my life, my purpose, and my happiness. Is that what Jesus said? Did he say the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, or did he not? But I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The enemy distracts, he disrupts, he discourages us. This is my message. So there's an inside job. I need to work on some the inside of me, pretending that I don't have inner conflicts, to pretending that Gary's arrived, pretending that there's not hurt that's inside of me, some struggle inside of me, is surrender. And, and, and when I deal with things, and I deal with, let the Lord deal with me, boy, am I better off. Amen? And He helps me. So it's surrender when we do that. We surrender to excuse making. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, but you keep excusing things in your life and whatever. People that have inner conflict that don't deal with it end up having bad attitudes. You wonder, what happened to them? Well, something. And these, this inner conflict leads to so, so much bad decision making. Amen or oh me. How many would agree with that? Because of some inner conflict, some struggle in your life, you definitely made some bad decisions. Let me see some hands. Look at that hands right there. There's half the audience right there. Next week, an incredible message from the Old Testament. I think you'll enjoy it. Finish this one, though, with me. That is not life. To surrender is not life. That is not the abundant life God has for you. That is not the life God has for me, and that is not acceptable to the believer. Did you hear me, yes or no? Don't ever surrender. I'll never have a life that's overflowing and that I can live to the fullest unless I do what? I deal with inner conflict. Amen? I feel like I'm Dr. Phil up here. But anyway, inside job, dealing with inner conflict. But what was the title of the message? Shake off the what? Do you get who the snake is in the message? Who's the snake? The devil. He's a snake. From the garden right on. Okay? But, but I ain't finished yet. I saved the scripture for the last. Y'all ready? Paul. 
preaching the gospel, arrested for it, beaten for it, imprisoned for it. He's on this ship as a prisoner now. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground. This prisoner ship. And the forepart struck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part of the ship was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' counsel was, Kill the prisoners! Kill the prisoners! Lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, say it with me, willing to save Paul, kept them from killing them and commanded that they should, if they could, swim, swim, cast yourselves into the sea and get to land. And the rest, some on boards, some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass, they escaped safe to land. Hang on. And when they were escaped, then they knew the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. Means they were very kind. For they kindled a fire for us. The barbarians. And received us, everyone, because of the present rain. And it was so cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, because Paul was a worker. He's gathering sticks for the fire. And laid them on the fire. There came out a snake. Just like out of those palm bushes on me that day. There came out a snake out of the fire, out of those limbs. And bit him on the arm, on the hand. Can you see the snake? Oh, my God. I would hate that, wouldn't you? And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hanging on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffers him not to live. The gods are going to kill him. Say that verse with me. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. And he shook off the snake into the fire and felt no harm. Say that again. And he shook off the snake into the fire and felt no what? Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen up. You should be all swollen, Joker. Or fallen down dead. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said he was a what? The brightest lights that shine for Jesus are those who've been bitten by the snake and shook him off. And other people you meet along life's journey will say, I thought that would have killed you. And you can say, you don't know my Jesus. Amen. People will elevate you. It's not right. But people will elevate you almost to God's status when they see the things you've overcome because of Jesus Christ in you. Did you hear me or not? That's why you need to be very careful. Always give him the credit. Amen? Say. So, now you understand why I called it Shake Off the Snake? <laughs> Let's praise the Lord for his word. We're done. We've got to get out of here. Thanks. Praise the Lord. Woo!
crazy message. I know. Here we go. Come on. Let's get on.